Hey, it's me, Sam. Back here. It's actually Thursday. I'm recording after midnight, which... I think we all know nothing good happens after midnight, but <clears throat> I'm kind of banking on the uh, possibility that my kids won't have swim team practice in the morning. They started swim team on Tuesday, which means we're up and they are out the door by 8.15 every morning. So it's an early morning. I probably should go to bed and not count on them not having practice. We're having some rain and storms and things here in Ohio, so I'm thinking that it's probably going to be canceled, but you know how that goes, and I'm sure it won't. I'll just end up being tired, like I always am anyway, so, um, just wanted to get this episode in today, it's been a few days, and just an update, I, uh, like I mentioned in my last episode, I did go ahead and, um, made a plea for some uh, people who would be willing to come on as guests and do some interviews and got a little bit of a response. I'm really excited about it, actually. It's it's kind of, it's like I, I'm as excited about recording some guest episodes as I am about just catching up with some of the people who responded and who are willing to come on as guests. Like, honestly, people that I haven't talked to in 14, 15 years are planning on coming on and, and doing episodes. So I have a couple scheduled. I have some people that I'm trying to work on getting scheduled. Just trying to work on logistics of Skype and recording and all the things that go along with getting it getting it together. So be looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to it. That's why I was I was telling um, one of the people I was talking to that I'm like I'm I'm glad we're recording this episode, but I'm also really just excited to talk to you. <laughs> Because this is a, a cool byproduct of this pod, podcast is that I'm going to be able to connect with um, some really cool people that I know they're cool because I knew them, you know, from college or from mission trips and things like that. And I've obviously I've kept up with them through social media, which has been really neat. But as far as just like talking to them or knowing, I guess, things about their day to day life or like details about their relationships or things that they're passionate about, I haven't. You know, you don't get a lot, get a lot, uh, you don't get a lot of that off of social media posts. So I'm looking, really looking forward to that almost as much as I am looking forward to having those, those guest episodes. So that is in the works. Um, today was kind of a wash. I had planned on, um, being really productive and it ended up thunderstorming and raining most of the afternoon. And so I, I did mostly nothing. But uh, got some more plants purchased from my favorite um, crazy Amish people, <laughs> and they're they're just becoming more and more cool the more I interact with them. The woman, the wife, was actually there today. Her name is Zella. I mean, how like that just tells you a lot about her right there. She's just a really neat person. But she is uh, so they run this giant farm. They they obviously they sell plants from their farm. And then they also um, set up every Saturday for a five-hour block of time at a farmer's market in our kind of, like, city, like the seed, I think is what they call it. It's like our, our central city of our county. And she was telling me that, <clears throat> which this is, I think, a problem across the nation, is that um, 
some of our more urban areas in those cities are considered food deserts to where they don't have access to um, like just fresh food or groceries in general. And I can attest to that. And I was telling her this is that when I see patients in those areas or when I have a full day in those areas, there's times when I have to drive like maybe 10 or 15 minutes just to actually even find somewhere to like go to the bathroom or get a, get some water or like if, if I have to get lunch, like I have to drive outside of those cities sometimes just to find somewhere to eat. So it's, um, it's kind of neat what she was saying that her farm and like her whole business, they're trying to, they've raised money and they are trying to secure, um, like a bus or a charter bus or a church bus or something like that to be able to bus in people from some of these projects and communities to offer them like a dollar for dollar match up to $20 of, um, with their, um, food stamps, EBT, SNAP, whatever you want to call it. So they can purchase, so essentially they can purchase $40 worth of fresh produce or whatever it would be from this, um, their farm that they set up, their, their business and for only $20 off of their card. So it's really a neat, neat program, but she was telling me that they're running into the issue of not being able to find like a, uh, a, a somewhere that has a bus or a van or something to be able to pick up people. So I got her, uh, I got her card and her information and I'm going to try to work with getting that going for her because I think it's just a really neat, it's a really neat, uh, initiative. And I think it's, I just think it's cool. I think that it's, it's a need. You know, I talk with my, when I teach on Wednesday nights, um, the kids at my church, I teach like the little missions moment or whatever. And a lot of our curriculum is, um, I think really focuses a lot on how people need to have their physical needs met before they're willing to really hear about Jesus or even know about Jesus's love or anything like that. So, or even really, you know, before that, I mean, even before they're even really to form relationships or to trust you or to, to believe that you have their best interests, like when they're hungry or when they don't have access to, to food or to healthcare or to water or whatever it is, <clears throat> those primary needs, you know, really, um, create a barrier to being able to form relationships and things like that. So I just thought it was an awesome thing that she's trying to work on. She, and she was telling me that like, she's a retired teacher of a gifted program at our school here local. And so my son was talking to her about, you know, some of his giftedness <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so it was cool. The, the one cool thing, um, that happened today, that's never happened today here at our, our little farm we call our farm the Fool's Farm because of where we live. And when I came up with that name and started calling us that and kind of like made some some uh, logos and things like that that we use when we sell eggs or when we, when we like I've made candles and done different things, my son was like, that's, that's not nice. Like, what does that mean? I'm like, yeah, well, it's true. I mean, I'm a total fool for staying on this property because I have no business living here uh, single with this giant five acres and but big barn, all these animals and junk. So yeah, Fool's Farm is completely fitting. But for the first time here on our little Fool's Farm, we had a chicken that hatched out um, little baby chicks. And I'm going to tell you something right now. 
I'm going to still say a close second to kittens because kittens just make me stupid. I just, they're just so cute. I can't handle it. But these little chicks were the cutest things I think I've ever seen. Now we've hatched chicks before. We have an incubator. We've bought chicks before from different hatcheries and stuff. But this was a whole other level of cute because if you've never seen it before, it's something you have to see. These little chicks, they just bury themselves underneath the little mama hen, and they're all up in their little feathers, just buried under there. So cute. You actually have to, like, move the mom to be able to, to get to the chicks to see them. It's the cutest thing in the world. So it's pretty exciting. I think we have four chicks so far. My son is insane. He's got two hens that he just steadily kept piling eggs underneath them so I, who knows how many they're going to end up actually hatching I think there's between the two of them there's probably 12 eggs that are underneath them waiting to be hatched and then I think he's got still like six eggs what are we, we going to do with all these chickens I don't, my kids don't even like eggs anymore like I'll cook scrambled eggs and they're like eh, I don't even want to eat them so what, what, what do you do what do we do I, I don't know it's just fun if you have the space, if your city allows it, and you can and you can manage the the little bit of effort that it takes to keep chickens, it's worth it. I say it's worth it. It's worth it for kids just to kind of learn and to see. They're really they're neat to watch. They're fun to mess with. They're not too much um, too much work or effort as far as farm animals go. And I mean this this whole thing today with the chicks was just over the top. So. That was an exciting, that was pretty much the most exciting thing through the day. This evening was pretty cool. Uh, my church hosted a uh, foster care orientation meeting. So we had um, the licensing agency that I'm with came in and um, did a presentation uh, to some families about, you know, becoming a foster parent. Um, and actually, what's super cool is that my sitter... Um, is going through the process herself of becoming licensed to be a foster parent. So I'm really excited for her on that. And then there was a couple of other families that came as well to get some information and get questions asked. So it's just a really neat, like I didn't, um, I didn't like go into fostering with the goal of trying to create more foster parents or try to motivate other people to become foster parents. But now that it's that's kind of playing out and I'm having opportunities to um, talk to people and to answer questions and to, to set up these types of um, orientations and things like that. It's really exciting because I can kind of see like, you know, I know of, you know, probably like I have one friend that just recently adopted a little boy and I know I met with her before she even got licensed. There's another couple that, anyway, I don't want to like toot my horn because it's not me. It's like I'm just, you know, maybe a little cog in the wheel. But, um, yeah, it's just kind of cool to see like how it's playing out that there's families and, and people that are kind of in my circle or whatever that are pursuing foster care and that I've talked to about it and have answered their questions and then now they're moving forward with that process to foster. So, that was exciting, and yeah, that was pretty much it. We had a pretty low-key day. We didn't really do much of anything. Um, like I said, my kids are in swim team, and so I was with—I was actually with my kids all day today because I didn't have any work. And uh, found out though that I did get hired on 
um, for a PRN position with a hospice provider. So that'll start hopefully soon. And that's just going to be another kind of part-time job that I'm going to be doing. It's pretty much the same job that I'm already doing. It's just with a different agency. So I'm going to be starting that. But anyway, so I just wanted, like I said, just a quick episode. wanted to hop on and give everybody an update. Um, as far as guests go, this is what you have to look forward to. So one of my guests um, that I'm talking to is a... Um, this is the thing. It's like I, I know little snippets of these people's lives. And it's essentially all from social media. And obviously I know them because I've at some point in my life I've spent like an extended period of time with them. So I know that. I know their character, I guess I should say. I know who they are. I know their families maybe a little bit. But um, as far as like their day-to-day things they've accomplished I I know only what I see on social media but um this one friend of mine her um like I know that she's done some type like retreat type things where she's um kind of like a speaker and a blogger and she writes really like pointedly I'm just excited because she's I actually like when I talk about her I talk I call her my moral compass because there's been times where I've faced like not a lot but there's been some times where I've faced scenarios or situations in my life and I'm like I I'm gonna just consult this person and and see what she thinks and she always kind of is super honest very blunt very just like to the point and so I'm, I'm really looking forward to talking to her to hear kind of how um you know topics that she wants to to touch on and things that she's got going on in her life and just catch up with her but I have another friend of mine who I went to college with who I was kind of shocked that she was interested, but I'm so excited. She definitely is somebody that, um, like I said, I haven't talked to since I was in college, but, um, she, she's really looking forward to, um, being on the podcast and I'm looking forward to talking to her, but she has this amazing accent. This is what I know about her. (laughs) She has this amazing accent, um, from Eastern Kentucky. And so, and she's super passionate, like, just about, I'll just tell you what I liked about her. When even just this little bit of t- interactions that we had is, like, she was like, I go to bed at this time on these days, but I stay up late on this day because I go into work the next, like, I love that. I love somebody who's disciplined. I love somebody who's scheduled. And so I'm really excited to kind of talk to her now that she's in, like, a different phase of her life. She's married. And she obviously has a full-time job. I think she just, she's completed her, um, work. she's a social worker as well. So we have that in common, but I mean, I'm looking forward to that. Um, I have another, <clears throat> a friend of mine that I worked to, uh, camp with quite a few years ago. And th- her, um, interview is going to be interesting because we had, um, we were, she was my maid of honor at my first wedding, and um, we were really super, super close friends, um, and then we had kind of a falling out to where I, I, I take full, full responsibility. I, uh, I essentially cut her off completely and said, like, basically, I'm, I don't want to be friends with you anymore, <laughs> and it was terrible, and it was really, it's been sad for me, and it's been hard, and so what I told her was, I said, I think that, you know, we've kind of had a rocky past, but I also think there's a lot of lessons there that could be really helpful for other people. It's just as far as how to manage, um, friendships as adults. And one of the things that I think, you know, that her and I can especially address is that when you get into your adult years, your friends, you know, you're going to, 
uh, there's going to come a period of time where you may be in a different stage of life than what your friends are in. And that's kind of what happened with her and I. I was in a stage of my life where I had gotten married. I had gotten, I was separated. I had a child. I was living on my own. Like I was working full time. And, and she was in a different stage of her life to where she was still single. She was, she was living on her own. She was working full time, but we were just in two different stages of our life. And I wanted, I wanted things out of her that maybe at that point she wasn't able to give because she didn't understand I mean, rightfully so, because she wasn't living the same life that I was. She didn't understand where I was coming from. I was frustrated with how I felt like she wasn't, you know, commiserating with me. Anyway, I mean, we had a great, great friendship that I really just kind of threw away out of frustration. And so anyway, that's something that I'm I'm looking forward to having that conversation um, with her. We've, you know, had, we've talked and we've... Um, Minimally, we've talked and we've, you know, we've kind of come to a point where we're friendly and, and on Facebook and things. But, um, yeah, this will be kind of a kind of a raw first time interaction with her. Um, so, yeah, I think it'll I think it's I think it's good. I think it'll be it'll be good, good material and, and good lessons to learn for sure. So I was going to wrap up today with just a couple of these questions that I can't that I pulled up here just to kind of close it out, um, for a few minutes, but this is a website that has, I think it has 200 would you rather questions. And these are, some of these are pretty intense. Like I was reading through them and I'm thinking, I don't even know, but I'm going to just answer them as I read them. And then maybe, um, if anybody else has any opinions or thoughts, leave me a comment or, send me an email or something if you have any differing opinions, but, um, oh, I know one more thing I was going to say. I have another guest who I'm really excited about, who's a friend of mine from high, from school. I've known her since I was in second grade and she is way smarter than me. She is, um, she's way smarter than like the majority of people, but, um, she knows like I'll be honest, I try to play it off when I go to her house and like interact with her and her husband, but I spend the majority of my time when I'm having conversations or I'm at their home just sitting there like in my mind I'm thinking, I don't I don't know, like I have no idea what you're talking about because they are super up to date on like world issues and politics and and like basically things that I should probably know about or I should probably put forth the effort to know about that are important that are going on in our world. But I mean, when I'm like, I don't have, I don't have time for it. Like I'm just trying to keep my kids going. And so, but it's a real priority for her, which I think is awesome. And so I'm, I told her, I said, look, can you come on and just like help me help all the other busy moms that maybe end up listening to this um, podcast to keep up to date with like what's going on in the world so that when we go to our friends' houses who are smarter than us and are up to date, we can actually like contribute to conversations with some real knowledge. And so she agreed to that. And so that's going to be exciting. Look forward to that. And, uh, you know, we're all going to sound really smart after we talk to her because she's going to have a lot of good information for us. So that's that. Um, okay. Would you rather lose all of your money and valuables or all of the pictures you have ever taken? Well, I don't have any money and I really don't have any like 
valuables as far as anything that I like. I mean, my kids are my valuables. That sounds cheesy, but I've said it before. Like my kids, my son especially will get kind of ramped up about maybe somebody breaking into our house or like he'll get worried about the doors being locked or something. And I'm like, I mean, we don't have anything. Like I don't have anything. I don't have any jewelry. I don't have any, any fancy coach purses. I don't have anything. So I don't really have anything that's super valuable. Um, as far as pictures, I mean, they'd have to take my phone. That's what it comes down to. Like, I guess if you took my phone, and I do kind of think about that, like, I would, it would be really sad if I lost my phone because I do have all my pictures from probably the past almost two years on there. And that's, that's me being an idiot because I need to download them and, uh, and not have them all in one place. But that's, that's something that could, that'll happen soon. Hopefully. Um, would you rather be able to see 10 minutes into your own future or 10 minutes into the future of anyone but yourself? This is so dumb. I, you know what? This always happens. I get on these sites and I look at these questions and then they end up being really stupid. Well, who cares about 10 minutes? You know what I used to say? And I've told my son this too. Like you can do anything for five minutes, for 10 minutes, for 20 minutes. Like when I would go to CrossFit and we would do these workouts that were like 15 minutes of blah, 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 15 minutes of hell. I'd be like, whatever, like 15 minutes is nothing. I can do 15 minutes and I would, and you get it done. 10 minutes. Who cares about what's going to happen in 10 minutes? I don't care about that. Um, would you rather be famous when you are alive and forgotten when you die or unknown when you are alive and, but famous after you die? Um, I don't think it's really realistic for anyone kind of in my community to expect to be famous. Like, yeah, I mean, I live in like this little podunk town in the middle of Ohio, Western Ohio. So it's not like famous is a, like kind of a unrealistic word for this area. But I will say this, like, and I've talked about this before. Um, you know, I just want my life to matter. I just don't want to waste my life. I want to, um, I just, I guess if, as far as like when I die as you know, and famous isn't the word I would use, but I just want to, I just want to leave like a legacy as far as with my kids and with the people that I interact with that, uh, that I just did things that mattered. Like I just made my, I just tried to make my life matter. I tried to, um, just not like today. I kind of hated myself today because I did just kind of lay around most of the afternoon, but I had a headache and it was raining and like a sinus headache and I hate to do that. I hate to like waste a day because I know there's so many things that I could be doing and I could be being productive. But my girl, I'll say this, um, my grandmother, she died a few years ago and the absolute coolest thing at her funeral was that, um, she was just like really unassuming, kind of quiet, you know, just a really beautiful person. But at her funeral, um, you know, a couple different, my, my cousin who's a pastor and then a couple of other pastors spoke and every one of them had like a secret, almost like a secret. Did you know that Donna did this and this and this for these people? And it was like, she just did stuff like she, here she was like in her eighties when she died. And one of the main things that she made a priority and did really up until the few years when she kind of lost her vision. But 
she would visit um, people who were like considered shut-ins who couldn't get out of their houses. Like she would, she, and she would sometimes be 10, 15, 20 years older than these people. And she would make an effort to go and see them. Um, you know, there was one couple in particular that even like they ended up going into a nursing home and she still continued to see them there. And, you know, like it was just really, it was really awesome to see where, you know, she she definitely did not waste her life. Like, she lived her life with purpose, um, with a servant's heart. And so I think that's, like, famous. I don't, I don't care about that word, but I, I just want that. Like, that when, that, when I heard those stories, I had already been motivated, and I was already kind of on this, this like, motivated mo- path to do, to live my life in a way that, that mattered. But when I heard all of those people talk about my grandma that way, I was like, yeah, that's, that's it. That's the real deal. Like, that's what I want. I want to, um, yeah, I want to leave that when I, when I get out of here. So, um, would you rather accidentally be responsible for the death of a child? These are what, this is what I'm talking about. Some of these get kind of intense or accidentally be responsible for the deaths of three adults. I don't, this is terrible. I'm not going to answer that. Because I don't know. There's no good answer. I mean, gun to my head, if I had to choose, I would say the three adults. Because, I mean, it's a kid. Come on. These are terrible, though. I'm sorry. This is getting kind of dark. (laughs) Okay, here we go. This is better. Would you rather your shirts always be always two sizes too big or one size too small, too big all the time? I can't stand it. When my shirts are like a little bit short and then you're like constantly jerking it down. You're constantly, I usually end up just changing. Like I usually just don't even wear it out of the house because it drives me nuts. So yeah, I would definitely take it too big. Um, Would you rather live in the wilderness far from civilization or live on the streets of a city as a homeless person? Um, I'll take the wilderness. I kind of already do that. Like. I don't live in the woods, and I have neighbors that are somewhat close to me, but not too close. But as far as civilizations go, I mean, it's like a solid 30, 35 minutes for me to even get to a Walmart. I've got a little grocery store about 15 minutes up the road, but to get to like a bigger, like a Meyer Kroger type deal, yeah, we're looking at like 30, 40 minutes. A friend of mine um, that I knew from Texas, and now she lives in North Carolina, or South Carolina, South Carolina, she, um, when she found her apartment, she was like, uh, I guess it's okay, but it takes me like 10 minutes to get my, my brother's house. So that's kind of annoying. And I was like, 10 minutes. What the, I would kill to be 10 minutes. And she was like, yeah, but then it's like seven minutes for me to get to work. And in my mind, I'm thinking I've never lived closer. Like when I lived, when my second husband and I first got married, We lived in his grandmother's house. She had passed and it was sitting empty and we lived there for a year before we bought our farm. And, um, I was a solid hour, like a full 100% hour from my work when I lived there. And then even when we moved here to the farm, it was 30 minutes. Like, and I've, and then obviously now I drive all day. So I drive hours and hours constantly, but yeah, so but I'll take the wilderness over being homeless. You know why I don't want to be homeless? Because I can't sleep when I'm cold. It's that's that's the real deal right there. It's terrible, but I just I know I would I would just be miserable. 
I don't care so much about being homeless. Like I can, I can scrap along and make it work, but I would just be miserable trying to sleep because I can't. I, there's no sleep happening when I'm cold. So that's that. Um, let's see, just a couple more. I'm gonna wrap this up. Would you rather have an easy job working for someone else or work for yourself but work incredibly hard? Well, I already do this. I work. I basically work for myself. I um, work alone, and I work incredibly hard when I have work. That's the bigger issue. So, yeah, that's done. Um, would you rather be the first person to explore a planet or be the inventor of a drug that cures a deadly disease? I don't really care about exploring a planet. I mean, who you like, whatever. Who cares? What's that going to solve? I would definitely want to cure a deadly disease, preferably cancer. Um, would you rather, rather have a horrible... Short-term memory or a horrible long-term memory? Well, this is another one that's already a done deal. I have a horrible, horrible long-term memory. Like, I was when I read this earlier, I was thinking that I was laughing because <clears throat> one of the people that I mentioned that's going to um, come on and do a guest episode, like I said, her and I have gone to school together. We went to school together from second grade when I moved into the district all the way um, through through graduation. And she'll be like, oh, my God, do you remember in um, seventh grade in Miss Green's um, language arts when you blah, 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 blah. It was so funny. And you can ask her every single time that she does this. I'm full on blank stare. I and I'll say to her, no, no, I don't remember that. I don't remember. I have. And it's not like, oh, I maybe have like a glimmer, like I can almost I can almost remember it or like, no, it's like a black hole in there. I got nothing. I don't remember anything. So, yeah, my long-term memory is terrible. Even when I um, worked for Children's Services, <clears throat> excuse me, we had a, a front and back parking lot to the building. And when I would come in the morning, our secretary's name was Nita. And I'd be like, Nita, look at me. I parked in the front. She'd be like, okay, cool, I got you. Because when I would leave at the end of the day, I would come down to the elevator and I would stand in the lobby and I'd be like, Nita, where's my car? <laughs> She'd be like, you're in the front today. I mean, that's how bad it is. I'd have to depend on the secretary to tell me where my car was because I couldn't remember over an eight hour period of the day where I had parked. It's, it's really bad. Um, would you rather live without the internet or live without AC and heating? Um, I, I don't care about the internet. I could go without that. I don't necessarily even care about AC. Um, I can manage the heat with like fans. We're talking like that's on AC. So, I mean, that's, that they said it. Heating though. I couldn't go without it. I couldn't go without heating. I cannot, I can't, I just can't. I'm terrible. I, I have to have it hot. It has to be heated. Like I hate it when it's cold. So, um, okay. I'm going to do two more. Um, let's see. I'm going to try to find some final ones that are like not so deep. My gosh. Some of these are kind of intense. It's kind of intense. Would you rather give up bathing for a month or give up the internet for a month? <laughs> oh my gosh. Gross. Um, well, huh. I'm sure when I went to Haiti, I gave up both for 10 days or for however long we were there a week. Um, 
when we were in Haiti, when I was in Haiti on the on a mission trip, they did not necessarily have like they don't they didn't period they didn't have plumbing or any type of running water set up. So any type of anything to do with water had to come from rainwater, and so like the only time in the week that we were there that I even did any type of hygiene bathing was I had my hair I washed my hair with a hose after it rained hard really hard one day outside. And then the very last day we were there only because we were getting on a plane with other people and it didn't want to be disrespectful. <laughs> like we took a bag with like a camping solar bag um, or took a bag, took a shower-ish type semblance of a shower with a camping bag. Um, and we didn't have internet there and it was fine. I think I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think I would really necessarily care about giving up bathing. The issue that I have that I'm trying to work through and like get like get better at is that my hair is so greasy. I don't understand it. There's there's at least two women in my church who I've talked to who flat out will I, and actually this another friend of mine who flat out will t- will say and they don't wash their hair but maybe once a week. I don't understand that. I mean, I'm on day three right now, and I've just been able within the past month maybe to stretch it out to day three, but um, it's a mess. Like, when I get to day three, I pretty well have to just wear it up. Like, I definitely couldn't do any type of a down hair. Like, it's just, and my hair basically goes and starts going into dreadlocks because I'm using so much dry shampoo to combat the greasiness that it just gets clumped up. And, like, if I went in one more day, I think I'd just wake up with full-on dreadlocks. Like, it would just be, it would just go to that. So, I don't care about maybe giving up bathing for a month, but my hair would just be in a big dreadlock. Like, there wouldn't be, there'd be no way. So, if I was using dry shampoo, it'd be a dreadlock. There, there's no way to get around it. Um, would you rather have, I don't know what that means. Okay, last one, and I'm going to make it a good one. Would you rather sell all of your possessions or sell one of your organs? Oh, okay. This makes me sound like a big jerk, but I've, I've thought about this. And I've actually, it makes me, it gives me anxiety because I've, when I watch like TV shows or I've heard stories about people like giving a kidney to one of their kids or giving a kidney to a parent or donating a portion of their liver to their ailing uncle or something. I'm always like, please God, don't let that happen to me. I don't want to have, I, 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 I love my family, but please don't, because here's why it's not, it's not an issue of, I don't want to give up my organ. I don't care about that. My issue is that I know the way things play out for me and it, even though it's would they would like pitch it to me as a seamless procedure or it's going to be okay like you're going to recover fine if you're going to save this other person's life i just know the way things play out for me that i would never be the same like there would be a complication there would be an issue my person that i donated my kidney to would be living it up healthy as ever and i'd be like on dialysis for the rest of my life or something crazy. So that that's, I mean, that sounds so selfish and I, I'm sorry, I'm a jerk, but that's, that's, I've thought about this before because I'm like, I just know, I just know there'd be a complication. I know that I'd end up having a major issue. So I guess I'd sell all my possessions, which wouldn't be anything. So 
not that big of a deal. All right, so now that, that's it. That's all I got. There, like I said, there's 200 questions. If this is, if you're ever like at a party and it's getting, or like with friends and it's getting kind of um, dead talk, I might actually use these for some of my um, guests if they don't have specific topics they want to talk about because these kind of questions are, I mean, they're not only like some of them, like I said, some of them are kind of funny, but I think some of these can uh, really like be eye-opening to a person's personality and their values. When my second husband and I, um, like before we were, before we got married, I bought some, some dumb book. You know, these books are just in abundance at any Christian bookstore you go to before you tie the knot or before you say I do or something stupid like that. But the questions weren't like, like these questions, these questions really like, would you rather be forced to kill a kitten or kill a puppy? I mean, that tells you a lot about a person, like what they would be willing to do. So these are like, these should be pitched as like premarital counseling questions because this is a really good um, way to get a, a pretty good picture of where somebody stands on some pretty intense topics. So anyway. There's a couple of those. There's 200 on this site. So if you ever want to check that out and look at it, and maybe we'll go over some more someday. But that's all for today. I'm going to wrap this up. It's Sure, it's almost 1 a.m., so I probably should get some sleep. But uh, I hope you all enjoy your Thursday, and uh, I'll talk to you the next time. And maybe the next time I might have somebody with me, and it'll be really exciting. So uh, I'll talk to you next time. All right, bye.